First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Bill C-337. It's called the Judicial Accountability Through Sexual Assault Law Training Act. Now, this bill sailed through the House of Commons with unanimous consent. That doesn't happen very often. And it has been reconfirmed at least once with the same amount of support. So lots of support for this among the elected officials in the House of Commons. And yet... The same bill has been sitting in this Senate now for more than 700 days. Yes, 700. Now, we talked to the bill's sponsor, former MP Rona Ambrose, about it last week, and she told us how she believes it is important this legislation gets passed. I was a student at University of Victoria. I was actually part of this really great uh, project where there was a lot of us students. We sat in on sexual assault trials. We took copious amounts of notes. We watched uh, how prosecutors and defense attorneys and judges treat sexual assault and sexual abuse victims. And what that, um, the outcome of that was a, a study and a research paper that was put together that basically said that they're not treated well. And actually, a lot of people in the system don't understand the law, they don't understand consent, and that we needed to have mandatory training for judges in particular because of the way they refer to victims in the courtroom. And That was a long time ago. So when I became the leader of the party, I thought, this is my chance to do something. So because I I realized it still hadn't happened. Yeah. And so I introduced this bill. And like you said, it's been it was a wonderful experience because everybody came together. It was Thomas Mulcair at the time. And since then, Jagmeet Singh has been really supportive. And, you know, Andrew Scheer now, of course. And Justin Trudeau has been a huge advocate of this bill. He even talks about it at his town hall meetings. So it sailed through the House of Commons after debate and support, lands in the Senate. It's been 716 days. It has sat in the Senate. And it's been excuse after excuse after excuse. And what I finally realized is it's just not a priority for the key senators that make the decisions to move things through the Senate. Okay, so that was Rona Ambrose speaking to us last week. She has done an amazing job of campaigning for this bill, even though she's no longer in the House. She's no longer an MP, but she has been out there talking about it. And as mentioned, it, the bill has been stuck at the Senate Legal and Constitutional Affairs Committee. They haven't even begun studying this bill so then it could advance to the next stage and get it to a point where it's passed into law. And the clock is ticking here. There's the summer holidays were going to you know happen for the Senate pretty soon. Then you're back, but it's a fall election. So if it doesn't get passed by the end of this session, it dies and the whole process has to start all over again. So we want to know what's it going to take to get this moving? Why is it stuck? And is this or is this not a priority for the Senate to get this done? And how can this Senate, an unelected chamber, be blocking something that has been passed with unanimous consent in the House of Commons? So obviously we had a lot of questions, right? So just before we had the show get underway today, I had a chance to 
speak with the chair of the Senate Legal and Constitutional Affairs Committee. That was Senator Serge Joyal, and here's what he told us. Senator Joyal, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this particular bill. Could, could you explain to us why it seems to be stalled in the Senate? Well, first of all, it's not stalled per se because uh, the, uh, the the rule that prevails in in, uh, in the Senate and at committee's hearing, it's that precedence is given or priority is given to government legislation, and the uh, the Legal and Constitutional Affairs Committee has been, I would say, flawed by government legislation. There has been uh, Bill 46 and 45, the legalization of uh, cannabis, that you will certainly remember. Uh, there was amendment to the Election Act that took precedence to, in order for the changes to be put into operation for the next election, which will happen, of course, uh, this upcoming fall. There has been a, a budget implementation bill that has been referred to us that has, has to be adopted according to regulation within a specific period of time. And then we have had a, a very important bill, which is Access to Information Act, that was reviewing the System of Information Act to Canada. Since that has not been overall since 1983, in fact, since its inception. And we are now with the 74 amendments to the criminal code. So as you see, the list of bills is, uh, is very important. And according to the uh, rules of the Senate, government bills receive priority. And the, uh, the bill dealing with uh, the issue of uh, victim of sexual aggression uh, or harassment are, is a bill that has, uh, as you know, was put forward by former MP and Minister Rona Ambrose. It's the first one on the top of the list of uh, private member bills, and it will come immediately after we will have completed our study of government bills. Are you confident? Like, can it be done before this session ends, before we have a federal election? I w- I w- I would hope, uh, uh, Sammy, and I'll tell you why, because even though the bill was not being debated formally on the floor of the chamber or at committee, there has been what I call a corridor discussion and negotiation taking place uh, between various stakeholders to make sure that the issue that the bill was raising would have been addressed when the bill will become formally for debate. So in other words, sometimes there are preliminary discussion and negotiation that have to take place um, so that when the bill is introduced, it's not stalled because nobody see how to resolve the the issues that have been raised. So we have been doing. The, I know that that has been uh, the word being conducted among senators and and the sponsor of the bill. So in other words, when the bill will be called, there will be a consensus and it will be much faster to uh, move with the bill. So what are some of these amendments? What are the issues that have been raised? Well, essentially, uh, the bill raised the issue of what we call judicial independence, which is a constitutional principle, whereby the judges judges are the master of their own house as much as parliamentarian, that is, um, MPs and senators have the privilege to determine themselves how they rule their business. So it doesn't mean that parliament cannot give a direction, but parliament cannot micromanage uh, the business of judgeship. And that's where there was some reconciliation and twinkering to, to be made to make sure that the bill was acceptable and not would not be the object of a constitutional challenge after it has been adopted by Parliament. So then if that would have happened, nobody would have gained anything from the exercise. How will that be dealt with then? How will those concerns be addressed? 
Well, there will be a general objective that will be uh, stated, I understand, in the bill that uh, invite the uh, uh, Institute of, uh, of Justice to uh, put into place a program of training. But it, as I said, it will not be micromanagement of, of uh, training of the justices in relation to uh, sexual aggression or sexual harassment. Will the training still be mandatory? Oh, yes, that will be part of, uh, as I say, an objective that uh, the judges would have to address themselves. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it's not uh, do it if you want. Uh, the, the will of Parliament will be clearly stated, but it would be for ju the justices to determine themselves how they will address this issue. Senator, can you understand the concerns that have been raised about this, about the process taking so long on I such an very, important issue? I am very, very sensitive to that. And as I said, the, the work has been conducted, I would, I would not say behind the scene, because it gives the impression that all that is secret, while in fact, as you know, discussion and exchange of views among senators and among stakeholders are never secret. But it's, it has to be done in order to make sure that the end result of it will be satisfactory for everybody. How how often does a bill come to the Senate that has received unanimous consent in the House of Commons? Well, it's um, it's it's not uh, regular, uh, one has to say. But in, uh, on the other hand, as I say, when it is a private member bill, uh, it has to be uh, dealt with according to the rules of precedence, as I say, that give priority to government legislation. And as chair of the committee, I have no discretion to determine which bills come first. There are rules, and I have no other choice than to apply those rules unless there is an order of the Senate, you know, an order coming from the, the whole of the chamber through a vote that the committee issue is instructed to proceed with that legislation or the other one. And normally, as I said, that, that happens with government legislation. As I give you as an example, the Electoral Act that needed to be adopted last fall to give time to the chief electoral officer to implement the changes on time for the next election, or budget implementation bill, because the government is waiting to get the authorization to spend the money for taxpayers. So in other words, there are very right. specific rules into which we have to, that we have to abide by, if, you know, to, to maintain, as I say, public order and good government. How tight is the timeline here, though, Senator? Because you've got summer break coming up, you know, that's a long time, and then you've got an election in the fall. That doesn't leave a huge window here. Well, we, we take that into account because we're extending our sitting hours. As a matter of fact, at Legal and Constitutional Affairs, we have increased uh, our sitting uh, time by 30 uh, percent. We will sit uh, starting next week on Monday evening and Friday morning. So in other words, we understand that we are in the crunch of, of the last, I should say, last uh, weeks of Parliament. And in order to deal with the business that is on the agenda, as I say, we extend the sittings to be able to deal with that. Okay, can you give us a rough idea then of what the timeline might be like for this bill? It's difficult for me because, as you know, I'm not the, I am not the schoolmaster ordering the senators what to do and at what time to do it. Uh, you know, it's, it's for the business to be conducted uh, according to the principle of, you know, freedom of speech and so forth. But uh, we're very conscious of that. We understand the importance of that bill. We share the importance of that bill and we'll certainly manage to make sure that it is being dealt with, uh, as I say, before Parliament adjourned in due time. Well, thank you so much for your time on this, Senator. My pleasure to speak to you. That is Senator Serge Joyal, chair of the Senate Committee on Legal and Constitutional Affairs.